Thank you for making the Locked On Eagles podcast your first listen of every day. We'd like to thank our friends over at McDonald's here at the Locked On Eagles podcast for sponsoring the show. McDonald's has been proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends over at McDonald's for always being there for us. I'm loving it. Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Looky here, got a Troy Vincent, a Todd Pinkston. Oh, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Gino Camilleri here, the host of the Locked On Eagles podcast on this Tuesday edition of the show. Thank you for making the Locked On Eagles podcast your first listen of every single day. And you just caught me in the middle at taking a look at some of these trading cards I got here from back in the day. When I moved here to Denver, I had a box of these things. I just took a look at them. We got a Chad Lewis. What a gem. Coy Detmer. Oh, that's a beauty. James Thrash. Unbelievable name. And one of my favorites, Hugh Douglas. Take a look at that, baby. And it's kind of funny that I was looking at these trading cards here on this Tuesday. And we are now, what, two weeks away from the trade deadline. So it clicked to me. Let's take some stock while I was looking at some trading cards and take a look at some trade chips that the Eagles have. And finding out who you are able to trade comes down to two variables, I would say. I would say, one, looking in-house at your team. Do you have a replacement for that player? Are they in a contract year? Do you see them in the plans moving forward? And then two, I believe it's dictated by the market. When you go into the trade deadline, you have to have buyers and you have to have sellers. And so far we have seen that the Eagles are on the path and it is looking even more evident that they will be sellers at the deadline. And they have already moved Zach Ertz for Tay Gowan and a fifth-round pick in 2022 to the Arizona Cardinals. Now they are three games back in the division to the Dallas Cowboys. They're sitting at 2-4. and four. The NFC looks like it is the conference to beat right now. So the Eagles, with what they have and where they are moving in terms of Nick Sirianni and what his vision is for this offense, as well as Jonathan Gannon on defense, Maybe some of these pieces on this roster that don't have a contract for 2022 could be moved at the deadline. And it starts by breaking down your own roster. And I went through both sides of the ball. I looked at the starters. I looked at the depth, saw the situation on offense and on defense. And I put them into two categories. I put them in either a question mark where there, if there is a possible uh, potential air already in house. Um, maybe somebody who has been susceptible to injuries, somebody who is just a rookie, somebody who's just drafted this year that still has to work their way into the lineup. And then I put an X for a big hole. And I'm going to say this right now. The defense has a lot more holes than the offense does. So let's take a look at this and let's start at who could be some of the people that are calling up Howie Roseman. We already took a look at what Arizona did last week with Zach Ertz. That is a gusto move. That is Steve Kime saying, 
we are going for it all. We are going to put every weapon around our young quarterback who is still on his rookie contract in Kyler Murray and give this defense an offense that can match them. The defense was already all-world, in my opinion, with Chandler Jones. You add J.J. Watt. You have these linebackers that are unbelievable. Isaiah Simmons, your cornerbacks are playing better. Byron Murphy but they still have holes on the defensive side of the ball as well. And now with Zach Ertz, maybe they look to make a defensive move and maybe a guy like Steven Nelson, for example, could be in the cards. But right now, Arizona was a perfect team that called up in that situation. I'm looking around the NFL right now. If you watched Monday Night Football, for example, Tennessee is down to their sixth or seventh cornerback in that game. They're going to need help on the defensive side of the football, especially in the AFC where you have offenses like the Chiefs, like the Buffalo Bills, that are putting up 30-plus points a game. You need to have guys on the outside that can match up with them. And Steven Nelson could be one of those guys that you look at. Going to Kansas City, a team I just mentioned, boy, oh boy, do they need defensive help. There was reports that they are looking for edge help. Philadelphia Eagles might have one of those as well in Derek Barnett. So that second point that I made about there having to be buyers and sellers, these buyers are taking stock in their own roster and finding where their holes are. So you're looking at the cornerback position, right? I see Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Tennessee, Kansas City. All of those teams need cornerback help. The Philadelphia Eagles are looking at a player in Steven Nelson who hasn't had the best season. Yes, he had that game-clinching interception two weeks ago against Carolina, but all in all, he hasn't had the best season. The Eagles look better in man coverage. He is more of a zone cover type of guy. Those teams, Kansas City, a very zone-heavy team. Tampa Bay, the same thing. Green Bay, the same way. And if I'm looking at five teams that are contenders that all need a cornerback, you can at least get a sixth or seventh round pick, I believe. Howie Roseman has done more with guys that were on a one-year contract that didn't have a deal going into next year than getting a sixth or seventh round deal, especially at the cornerback position. Could Steven Nelson be involved in a player swap where you get a young player in return like they did in the Zach Ertz move? I fully believe that that could be a move in the cards and no pun intended, the cards that I was just looking at earlier, but he is a guy that has Zach McPherson behind him. They just add Tay Gowan. They need to see what they have depth wise outside of Darius Slay. So I'm taking a look. Steven Nelson is priority number one to move off of this team, in my opinion, because I believe contenders can use him. And two, he isn't in the cards long-term. He doesn't fit what Gannon wants to do. Moving to the edge position, I already had mentioned Kansas City, another team. The Chargers are looking for edge help. You just signed Josh Sweat to that long extension worth big money. Derek Barnett is in there now. His contract was picked up for this year. They're paying him $9.5 million. Most of that money will be off the books by week eight. So if a team is looking to acquire edge talent for $5 million for the rest of the year, Derek Barnett is a player that teams should be calling on simply because they drafted Teron Jackson. It is a very, very edge heavy draft coming up in 2022. 
and with three potential top 10 picks, you're going to have a chance to land a Kayvon Thibodeau or an Aiden Hutchinson, for example. So Derek Barnett is replaceable. And the level that he has been playing at, the ability to work in a Sam linebacker or even a Milton Williams, for example, at that position makes him a pure trade chip for me in 2021 to look at some of these contending teams that need that help. Kansas City, especially against the run. Derek Barnett has been known to be better against the run than the pass. I believe Kansas City could use him. So could the Chargers. One final guy, and I think a few more players might fall into the trade chip basket here as we move closer. We still have two weeks, 14 days before the NFL trade deadline is officially over. I'm looking at the offensive line, and I'm looking at Andre Dillard. As well as he's played this season, Jordan Maialata is your left tackle of the future. Looking at right tackle, you have Lane Johnson coming back. Excuse me. Get a sip of water to wet my whistle here to finish up this first segment here. You have Jack Driscoll at right tackle. He's able to move at right guard. Jordan Maialata is your left tackle of the future. You have LaRaven Clark there that could play that position as your swing tackle. Andre Dillard could fill a role for a team like Baltimore who just lost. Ronnie Stanley. He's on the season ending IR, and Baltimore has aspirations of winning a Super Bowl. Andre Dillard, I would put at the bottom of that list of those three guys that I mentioned Steven Nelson, Derek Barnett, and then Andre Dillard, because I believe Andre does have a spot on this team. It just happens to be that you have Jordan Maialata, who has earned himself this contract to be your left tackle of the future, and his play has also garnered that position as well. So if you could get more than what you thought in this offseason, now that he's kind of boosted his value a little bit, if a team called and offered a, a fourth-round pick, I don't think Howie would hang up the phone. So as we move closer to the trade deadline, we will get more and more in-depth with some of the potential trade chips that the Eagles can look to unload but we're going to take a look at this Eagles roster, and we're going to start with the offense and see what are the biggest question marks moving into next year, and do they have any big glaring holes to take a look at? And let me tell you what, when I have a hole in my stomach, there's one place that I am going to go, and it is McDonald's. This episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by our friends over at McDonald's proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come and reconnect. I always remember my mom bringing me after every lacrosse game when I was younger to go get a happy meal. I mean, it's one of those things that I think everybody can relate to. A place where classmates, a study group can go, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi, Endless supply of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, and the home team or away team can go to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. McDonald's is my favorite of all the big ones, let me tell you. That hot and spicy McChicken is the best. I have it at least once or twice a week. When I'm recording this show and sometimes it goes late and I need something quick, I have my built bar, and maybe I'll go grab some McDonald's as well. So after a busy day, make sure you go get your McDonald's to fuel up and recharge. Whatever you're doing, watching the game, hanging out with your friends, 
go there to McDonald's. So you heard that your local McDonald's is the place to go. And did somebody say the Locked On Eagles podcast watch party at McDonald's might be doing that? I'm loving it. All right, everybody, welcome on back here to this Tuesday edition of the show. Gino Camilleri here on the Locked On Eagles podcast, your first listen of every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sometimes Saturdays and Sundays. No other podcast, no other free podcast at least provides you this much in-depth information every week on the microphone, on video, Lou's doing written work for Fox 43. You could find us all over the place. And today we are going to continue to talk about what it takes to evaluate your roster and who you can look to move at the trade deadline if you feel like you have suitable heirs at that position. So I went down the Eagles roster here. We'll start with offense as I prefaced before we took that break. Starting at the wide receiver position, because I think this one is the easiest to kind of evaluate currently. Not as many moving parts, I would say, as the offensive line, which does have depth. But wide receiver, I think there's a clear picture of where they are moving. Quez, number two, I think he's deserved it. Devontae Smith's your clear number one. Jalen Rager, I put a question mark to because it could be a potential upgrade position, but he still has to develop in his game. I think he has flashed potential in the first few weeks here. It's just a little bit off with the timing of Jalen Hurts, but wide receiver, I think you have a clear picture who your big three guys are. So I just put a question mark next to Rager. One of the two question marks I have on this offense. The second would be the quarterback position and Jalen Hurts. Much like Jalen Rager, we're evaluating both of these Jalens still. We have a lot of tape to get on these guys here in the rest of the season to see where they stand moving forward. Because clearly, the Eagles don't have a backup plan at quarterback outside of Jalen Hurts. So if he isn't the guy, that question mark then becomes a hole. I'm keeping a question mark on it because... I like to think positive, and I like to hope that Jalen Hurts can improve upon a lot of those issues that he has faced here in the first couple weeks and overcome adversity like we have seen him do in his college days. Going down the rest of the list, running back, you're set with Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell. Could a team call on Boston Scott? Potentially. They haven't really used him too much. He is a valuable asset in this league. Could a team that needs a running back call on Boston Scott. I think potentially because Kenny G is the future there behind Miles Sanders. Tight end, we have Dallas Goddard. They know they believe highly in Tyree Jackson, who should be coming off the IR here in the next couple weeks. They also have a young Jack Stoll. They have Noah Tojia, who they just brought back from the Indianapolis Colts, moving to offensive line, also settled there. This one, though, a lot of moving parts. You look at left tackle, it should be Jordan Mailata. Right tackle, I think with Lane Johnson being back, he's ultimately your number one, but we don't know what his future could be. We cross our fingers and hope for the best. But if you don't, I believe you have a great backup plan in Jack Driscoll. This team thinks very highly of Jack, and I have Jack covering two holes on this roster, and that's right tackle or right guard. He could even play left guard or left tackle if need be. But right now, he shores up that right side of the ball, where at right guard, he might already be the next guy to take Brandon Brooks' position next to Lane Johnson. 
There was talks that they looked to move Brandon Brooks prior to the season with the injury. Should they be looking to get out from that contract? I do believe so. As highly as I feel of Brandon Brooks, I believe it's time to move on just with where he is in his career. Speaking of guys moving on at center, Kelsey, right now, he is the guy. But if not, and he moves on, you have Landon Dickerson. You have Nate Herbig, who has taken snaps. They do a good job supplementing a lot of these positions and putting guys in position to learn said position. Sorry to use that word so much, but when you're cross-training these guys, they have to be able to move inside. They have to be able to play center if they're a guard-slash-center combo. They have to be able to play right guard or right tackle if they're that type of swing player. You have to be able to play multiple positions. So Landon Dickerson at left guard is the best option currently, but when Isaac Sayamalu comes back, he should garner that starting rollback simply because he's better than most people believe he has been. His contract is super team-friendly, and Landon Dickerson should be the heir apparent to Jason Kelsey at center simply because his football intelligence is off the charts. And left tackle, that shirt up by the man from down under, Jordan Maialata, the young rugby star who is now going to cement himself as one of the best tackles in football here within the next couple years. And I believe that they have a guy that, that can sure up the left tackle position for a decade here to only make it three guys to cement that left tackle position since 1998 when Trey Thomas was drafted by the Eagles. So in total, I don't have any holes. So any X's, I didn't put one X through this offensive roster. I believe they have two question marks, but having nine sure starters slash role players coming back who could start next year is very good in my opinion. Because you have a young offense that has to mesh and figure out under Nick Sirianni what their identity is going to be. So to have a lot of veterans on that team that won't be here next year isn't how you want to go about this. All of these guys are young. They're on their first contract looking for a second contract. Outside of Jason Kelsey and Lane, you don't have many big deals to worry about outside of Jordan Maialata, and you can work a lot of that offense by having a quarterback on a rookie deal, which is one of the biggest positives that Jalen Hurts brings to this team. So in total, offense, zero holes, two question marks. They are shored up here through 2021 and hopefully moving into 2022. When we get back to finish up the show, we will talk about the defense, which has a much bigger mountain to climb in terms of getting personnel to buck up for 2021 and the rest of 2022 moving forward. But before we do that, we have a message from our friends over at the Beachbound Podcast. In life, we're all bound to different things. With Beachbound.com vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or may you be bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up poolside bar or maybe creating my own taco flight. Did they write this for me personally? Because that is as spot on as could be. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'm happy as could be. With Beachbound.com, you could find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you are looking for. What are you bound for? Visit Beachbound.com today. 
This show is also brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of make models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto start parts store to stock every part that you need. Why endure the questioning by the guy at the counter or lady at the counter? And when they say, okay, this is the part I have, it's the only one from their warehouse, which happens to be the most expensive one. You have a computer, you have a phone, go to rockauto.com today at home or in your pocket. Why spend more time, more money waiting at a store when you could do it all online and in your hand? Rock Auto is also a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every single customers. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you Locked On Eagles podcast. Thanks, our friends over at Rock Auto. Welcome on in, everybody. Gino Camilleri here on the Locked On Eagles podcast to finish up this Tuesday edition of the show. Thank you for making the Locked On Eagles podcast your first listen of each and every day or read or view whatever you do. We're here on YouTube. We're here on Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You know where to get us right about now. So to finish up here on this show, we are talking defense. Let me get a drink of water for this one because I have a lot to say about this unit. Jonathan Gannon has done a fair job with what he has. But I'm just going to say, this defense, they have two question marks in my opinion and three holes, five potential positions that they could be upgrading moving into next year. Now is a prime time to figure out who those guys might be. And some of it is out of necessity, like at the cornerback position. If you move on from Steven Nelson or Steven Nelson gets injured, you're one snap away from Zach McPherson or Tay Gowan being the next man up for you. Or on the inside, Josiah Scott in terms of Avante Maddox. You need to find out what you have there. So at cornerback, I have a question mark at that second cornerback position and right now I would say it's a hole as well because Zach you don't know what he is you can see what he is but you have to get him on the field so hopefully here with the trade deadline coming up here in the next couple weeks they are able to move out a veteran to see what they have there outside of him Darius Slay that's as easy as pie there Avante Maddox I believe he should get a contract extension I believe you'll get a team-friendly deal for a guy like him and he has played at a high level and has been the eagle savior here in a few of these games so at cornerback I have one question mark that I'm leaning on the edge of it being a hole but I'll say question mark for now let's stick in the defensive backfield at the safety position I have one hole because Anthony Harris, we do not know if he is going to be here next year. I believe you can upgrade from him. And then I also have a question mark because I don't know the future of Rodney McLeod and I don't know the future of Kevon Wallace. Yes, they drafted Kevon to be the future, but he hasn't been on the field. And the best availability is reliability. If he can't go on the field, you need to have a player in the NFL and not just one, multiple guys that could play that safety position both zone and man, and can match up against some of the premier tight ends, running backs, and slot wide receivers in the NFL. The Eagles don't know what they have there. So I have a big question mark next to that first safety position and a big hole next to that second safety position. They need to figure that spot out and quick 
in this draft. I'm looking at Kyle Hamilton early on to fill that role. You know I've been shouting for three years, if you've listened to this show, for the Eagles to draft the safety. Juan Thornhill, Nasir Adderley, Darnell Savage, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the list goes on and on. Now the Eagles, who have sat on their hands there, and as well at linebacker, are going to pay for missing out at that position. Moving to linebacker, I have one hole, and then one position I believe Davian Taylor should not lose within the next couple of years here in Philadelphia. And in the NFL, you need two guys that have that type of athleticism, that type of veracity, that vicious attitude against the run that Davion Taylor brings. You don't have it in Eric Wilson. You don't have it in Alex Singleton. Sean Bradley, you might have it, but you don't put him on the field. TJ Edwards is simply a run stopper. You need to address that position and quickly. And I look at that hole and safety's hole, and I say, you have to fill those as soon as possible, or you are going to be beaten continuously by premier NFL offenses. Because offenses excuse me, now are run through the intermediate passing game in the middle of the field with tight ends like in your division. You have plenty of them, Evan Ingram, for example, that can beat your linebackers in any route that won't be able to cover the running backs that are there either in Antonio Gibson or Ezekiel Elliott, Troy Pollard, as Skip Bayless or Troy Aikman likes to say. I don't, his name's Tony Pollard, not Troy Pollard. But you need linebackers that could cover there. Davion Taylor can, but you need another one. So I'm looking there, and safety is my top two right now. Moving to the defensive line, interior, I think you're set. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Milton Williams, Hassan Ridgeway. Got a good core there. Edge number one, Josh Sweat locked up. I put a hole at edge number two because if you move Derek Barnett, which I believe they will either during the season or he will move on after the season, you only have Teron Jackson there as the next young player to take that role. He could be a good role player in this league, but I don't believe he can be a starting player in his second season or even after the trade deadline if Derek Barnett were to move. This class is loaded with edge talent. I believe they'll find that guy that can play opposite of Josh Sweat in this class, and they love drafting in that position, defensive ends. They love drafting in the trenches. And when you have high picks in this type of class, I could fully believe that happening. Then the last position, a unique position, the Sam linebacker position. I put a question mark because Patrick Johnson is developing at that spot. Jannard Avery definitely is not. He's not in the plans moving forward. I, I can't see him being here past this season. Patrick Johnson has played well in his limited role, but now in the NFL, if you were putting out a Sam linebacker like that, you're looking at Pittsburgh, who has TJ Watt playing that position, and you're saying, okay, we can upgrade in a big way to play a very important role. A guy who has to drop into some fire his own coverages to cover some of those quick curler routes. A guy who has to get after the quarterback. A guy who has to have length. They need a player at that position that is better and is an upgrade from Jannard Avery. So to put the defensive side of the ball to bed, I have 
two question marks and three holes, three X's, three positions that they need to address in a big way in this offseason. Hopefully, you can find out some answers here with 11 games left in the season. It's just good to look at where you stand. And Nick Sirianni said this weekend he was going to do a lot of self-scouting moving into this Week 7 matchup here against the Las Vegas Raiders. So that's what we did here on this edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. And as always, we thank you for making the Locked On Eagles podcast your first listen of each and every day. For your second listen, listen, excuse me, go listen to our friends over at the Peacock and Williamson podcast. Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson give you their expert analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Odyssey, for our friends here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Also find our written work at Fox 43. Find my co-host at DBSLOE on Twitter. Find the mothership at Lockdown Birds. Find myself. If you look listening here, watching here on YouTube, you'll see GC24 underscore football on the screen. For our friends listening all over the world, we thank you for making this show your first listen each and every day. I'm Gino Camilleri signing off. Have a great day and fly Eagles fly.